to even dreams that seem to make a sound to someone. There, there are so many things that happen in the Bible as it relates to sound. But on this particular day, I want to talk to you a little bit about the voice of an angel. The voice of an angel. Now, I don't know if you have ever heard, it might be possible that some of you have actually heard a real voice from an angel. Obviously, it is possible because that's the story we're talking about right now. And Mary really heard the voice of a real angel named Gabriel. And it challenged her and it, we're celebrating Christmas because she was sensitive to what was going on in this voice. But when I, I started researching uh, what a voice is, and boy, if you want to just get lots of information, go home and plug in the voice, how it works, your voice box, and what happens when the air comes through it and how you can adjust it and all the different sounds and tones, and it's built around your DNA. It's, it's uh, your voice. It is, it's amazing. It's only yours. There's a, there's a show on TV that I've watched, I think, twice, so I'm sorry if I don't get all the facts right here. It's called The Voice. Have any, has, have any of you seen it? Okay, quite a few of you have. If you've never seen it, I guess what happens is there, there are four judges, I think it's four, and they turn their chairs around, and the singer is behind them. And the singer walks out and sings a song, and they can't look at the singer. They can't tell what they look like. They have to discern that voice. Is this a voice that they want to help train? And they can hit a button and decide, I want that person on my team. And they go through this competition after they get all the people on their team, choosing solely by the voice. Now, in some ways, that's a lot how it is when we walk with God. Because I, I've never seen God. I would petrify me. <laughs> would you ever want to see God? Maybe that would be a cool thing. Someday we will. But we are people who follow God by his voice. Do we know his voice and how he speaks to us? When Bonnie calls me, my wife, I recognize her voice the, the moment she says hello or when I call her somewhere. I can tell it's her voice because I'm familiar with her voice. My kids, the same way, family members, my mom, other people in my life, the minute they begin to talk, I can recognize their voice. You can do the same. Why is that? Because your brain has a memory that holds that memory. That's the voice of this particular person. What is the voice of God for you? It's fantastic to think about this. It's amazing. What is the voice of God? In John chapter 10, before we dive into this outline, I just want you to listen to this. It says this in verse 14. Jesus is talking. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. Now, when we look at the Christmas story, this weekend we're, we're looking at uh, how Mary responded to this voice of Gabriel. Next weekend we're going to look at Joseph and then obviously the, the couple days before Christmas we're going to look at Jesus being born on the earth. And, and the power of this. Here's the question I have with this whole story. How did this come about? Like, like we believe Father, Son, Holy Spirit, okay? They're, they're one in, in three persons, the Trinity. So did God, like the Father, call Jesus and the Spirit into the family room and say, like, I've got this amazing idea. Jesus, it's gonna involve you. 
And, and you're going to actually become a baby and go to the earth and the Holy Spirit, you're going to need to conceive in this, this virgin girl. And, and, oh, Gabriel, get some angels in here. We need some angels in this story. Um, how? I mean, I'm just trying to think, who thinks of this? And this is really an important premise for where we're going today because, because here's the point that I want to make the overarching idea of this weekend is this. You don't always know what God is up to. Your filter is different than his. You can't think the thoughts he thinks. He creates ways to accomplish tasks you will never think of. So when you are in a journey and you don't understand what's going on, it doesn't mean it's out of control, and it doesn't mean God's not with you, and it doesn't mean you're out of the will of God. It might mean you are exactly where God wants you. Now that's encouraging to me, folks. I thank God for that. So that's what's going to happen in this story. I don't know how all this came about, but this story was planned hundreds, if not a few thousand years before, because it was prophesied about. The prophet said things about the birth of Jesus. We know about his life. So way out there, God had this big plan. How big is the plan of God in your life? It's pretty big. The first thing in your outline that I hope you'll write down is this, the sound of a new voice. The sound of a new voice. I can still recall that first cry from all three of our children when they were born. I can still remember that sound that I grew to hate in the middle of the night. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> my, I, I love my kids, and it's so fun to, to know their voice. In Luke chapter 1, that's where we're going to go. Open your Bibles to follow along. We're going to start with verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. Now, everything we've just said there is really important. We could just break that down all, all, all day. A descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. I'm laughing already because that just freaks me out. If, if I'm Mary or Derry, um, I, I just can't imagine... An, a real angel coming to me and saying, you are really favored and the Lord is with you. I don't know. That would, I mean, the angel's going to say, don't be afraid in a minute because I think she's freaking out. I think she's just going, what? I don't understand what this means. I don't think she has ever heard this voice before. This is a brand new voice. Somehow, I don't know if she even knew it was an angel at first. The Bible isn't clear. It doesn't say she has a lot of questions, and she actually talks back to this angel. And so I don't know what kind of appearance the angel had, but this is really happening, you guys, in a real story. And it's powerful to think about how she navigated this. This is a strange greeting. You know, what, what is it that you think earns the favor of God? I, just that alone is, is an odd thought. The Lord is with you. You have earned the favor of God, and the Lord is with you. And Mary's going, okay, okay, okay. What does that mean? Well, it's about to mean something really, really big. Here's the point. What are the plans that God may have for you that you will never, ever think of? He sees what you can do. He sees who you are. He sees how you're made, how you're shaped, how you think. And he says, I think I have something in mind for that person right there. 
And he begins this process of plotting. When you say, your, what was the song? What was the lyric on the new song? Your will, your way, wasn't it? Was that right? I think I'm getting that right. Your will, your way. Man, that's not the norm. Typically in our lives, it's, you know, my will, my way. And then God, you can come along if you're nice. But that song, that was a powerful song today because it, it made me think about your way and your will. And it's not usually in a way that I understand it. And that's number two in your outline, dealing with the things I don't understand. Now, this story is going to get pretty complicated. And there's something said in this next verse that I think you're going to identify with. I certainly do. Dealing with the things I don't understand. Some of you right now are going through stuff you don't understand. You're not alone. Look at this, verse 29. Confused and disturbed. You don't typically think of those as really having a good day type words, do you? Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. So she knows it's some deity, it's, it's someone, a messenger from God, and she's confused and disturbed. It's interesting that these are her feelings. You know, it didn't bring peace to her that this angel was talking to her. It didn't bring peace to her that God had a message for her. It confused her and it disturbed her. Is that odd to you? No, normally, it seems like when we talk about God moments, it's like God coming in and he just settled my heart and I had this peace and I had this warm feeling go through me and man, the spirit of God was talking to me. Some of you who are confused and disturbed, you might be exactly in the will of God. You just don't see the plan right now. And we usually do not associate being confused and disturbed with the voice of God or the will of God in our lives. You can be confused and disturbed and walk right in the will, the perfect plan of God. That's what Mary is about to do. I, I don't know why we sometimes get confused and disturbed about being confused and disturbed. <laughs> I really don't. I, normally when I have those feelings, I actually think I've done something wrong and God's left me. It, it's like I'd come running to God and say, I'm so confused, that's not of you. You know, this really is disturbing to me. Where are you? And God is faithful to answer and hold my hand and help me. He's about to do this. Gabriel's about to give the second part to Mary. But sometimes we associate perfect times as real godly times. And I want to flip that upside down today because I want you to realize tough times can be the will of God. Confusing times can be the will of God. If you don't understand something right now you're going through, lay it before God and say, I don't understand. For some reason, I don't know the answer to this. Your will, your way. Number three in your outline, how can I replace fear with trust? How can I replace fear with trust? We're about to see how Mary is going to navigate through this, this kind of fearful thing and trade fear for trust. In verse 30 uh, of the same chapter, it says this, because here's the angel talking again. Gabriel says, don't be afraid, Mary. Why did, why did Gabriel say that? Did he know? Yeah, I think he knew. He knew either by her expression or by what she said or her gasp. You know, we, we have the, it written, but we don't see it. And so maybe she was going, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. She was freaking out. And the angel's saying, don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. 
and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Is this a lot to put on a young lady? She's probably a teenager. Some scholars believe really young teenager. And she's hearing all this, and this angel's talking to her. Now, she's, she's, she's realizing God has a bigger plan than what she can even comprehend. And that's why, that's why Gabriel said, don't be afraid, because sometimes the will of God makes me afraid. In the flesh, I've had moments when I've thought, God, I don't want to do this. I don't know why you're calling me to do this. Why am I leading this? Why am I involved in that decision? I don't want to be. It's scary. I'm afraid. And I just want to encourage you, those things you're going through that create fear in your life. Fear brings anxiety into our lives. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. It brings anger sometimes. It can bring panic. I don't know about you, but I don't do real good in making decisions when I'm panicked, right? None of us do. And so fear is not a good way to, because we react rather than respond. So the, the angel's trying to say, don't be afraid. It's all going to be okay. You know, one of the things I admire so much about anybody, my wife included, who rides on the back of a motorcycle with me. Now, you talk about trust. That's trust. Because they have no control. Have you ever ridden with someone, even in a car, and you're like putting your foot on the brake on the passenger side? You're turning for them? Anybody have, you know, you need to turn here. You need to, get, oh, you, you need to slow down. Any, any backseat drivers here? Poke him right now. Just poke him and say, he's talking to you. I'm, I admire that because it takes such great trust and when you begin to trust, fear dissipates. And that's exactly what happens in our walk with God. When I'm afraid and I don't know where God is, it's because I just don't trust him fully. I haven't really settled it in my mind that it's your way, your will, your way. And I want to grab it. I want, to, I want the controls. Bring it back to me. Mary's just trying to hear what this angel's saying. And, and trust brings peace. Trust brings pleasure. Trust brings assurance. And one of the biggest things that trust brings into our lives is the word hope. When I trust something, I can have hope that there is a future, that God has a plan. So this angel's trying to work with Mary in her, her youth and her confusion and being disturbed to say, it's gonna be okay. Now, here's point four. The voice of reason is not always God's way. Now, I was cautious when I wrote this point out because I'm, I'm not trying to say that God is always unreasonable. Is that fair? You with me on that? You look at the order of the universe, the galaxies. I mean, obviously, God is a great God of order. So I believe that. However, in ruling our lives and in dealing with his plan for our lives, sometimes the voice of reason, as we call it, it's just not God's way. My little calculated plan, sometimes God just says, nah, too boring, too predictable. I'll be God. You be Derry. You follow me. Let's go. That's God. That's what this story is all about. Verse 34, Mary asked the angel. Now, I hope you haven't heard this story so many times that, that you won't really feel what she's feeling. This is a real feeling, okay? 
But how can this happen, Mr. Angel? I'm a virgin. That's, that's what's been going through her mind since he said, you're going to have a baby. She's, she stopped right there. And she's thinking, that's impossible. The angel replied, oh, it's simple, Mary. The Holy Spirit will come up on you. You know, the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be born, that will be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. Well, that's nice. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's now in her sixth month. Verse 47. It's a takeaway line for all of us. For nothing is impossible with God. Say that with me. For nothing is impossible with God. Some of you can say that, but you don't believe it. And I want you to believe it. Because what you're facing, what you're going through, it's, it's your plan, it's your way, it's your thought processes, but it might not be God's. And God has another way to get there. And he might be taking that long route. And you see the direct line. And so you don't even think you're on the path of God. But you are. Walk with him. Trust him. Let fear and anxiety go to rest. I don't understand how Mary is even able to comprehend all of this when this is coming on her. The Holy Spirit had to be helping her try to comprehend. But so far, she didn't. She's saying, I'm a virgin. I don't get it. And I can hear her mind saying... Oh, I'm going to be pregnant by God? I mean, Gabriel, I don't know how it works with angels, but here, you know, with humans, it's different than that. I've got a great boyfriend. We're keeping it pure till we're married. Praise God. And, and they step out with this risk, and she's really honest and clear about this. How can this be? That's quite a question. How can this be? You ever said that to God? How can this be? I don't understand. Why am I even facing this? How can this go? How can this happen in my life? Do you think God sometimes just likes to be illogical? Does he just does he just think up stuff to annoy us? I don't think so. I really don't. He loves us. He cares about us. But he's bigger than us. And what we think is logical is just the baby logic. God is big. Massive. And he sees galaxies at a glance, and he sees insects at the same time he sees all the stars. He can think of ways to put you smack dab in his will and in his plan through the processes that you would never choose if you've said, your will, your way. And that's what's happened with Mary. He sees a pure heart, and he's taken her up on it. I remember when I was 16 years old, I answered an altar call at a youth camp to give my life fully to God and to go full-time in pastoral ministry, vocational ministry. I never looked back. I knew in high school where I was going. I went straight to Bible college. Never looked back. That road has taken me through so many places, but I heard the voice of God on that day. For some of you, it's moments like that that call you out that separate you because the voice of God is powerful. Let's listen for that voice. And the angel needed to remind her, nothing is impossible with God. God can think of doing things. He can think of doing things in ways we don't know. Listen for his voice. 
Now, I, I have had some interesting thoughts this week about, about the voice of God. Because, like, have you ever seen a movie where God's voice comes out? It's like, hello. You know, it's this deep, deep, strong voice. And I just wondered, we're going to be so shocked if we get to heaven. He's like, hello, come on in. We're glad you're here. <laughs> Y'all just sit out here. Got a nice place for you. I'm going to be going, you can't be God. <laughs> because we don't, we don't know exactly what his voice is like. And it's important for us to learn the voice of God. Am I listening? Am I hearing that presence, that sense, that leading, that spirit guidance that comes over us where the peace is found? We get in there. That's number five. How will your voice respond to the voice of God? How will your voice respond? What will you say? Will you have questions like Mary did? But listen to her, listen to her statement. This is a fun statement, and I'm so proud of her for the way she's handling all this. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. That's done. I think that was settled in her heart. Period. And that's like the foundation of everything that's about to happen in the next nine months of her life. And well, in her whole life, I am the Lord's servant. And now look at, she doesn't say, oh, I'm so excited I'm going to be pregnant. I'll call him Jesus. Like you said, I, I know he's going to be. She just says, may everything that you've said about me actually happen. Like, it's possible that she's saying here, I still am not real sure. But if you say it, then may it really happen. And it'll be fine with me. I'm, I'm the Lord's, I know that, so whatever you've said, however that looks in flesh and not just angel life, may it happen like that. Because I can't quite see it. That's what she's saying. I can't quite get my head around what all this is. And I think that's a great place to hook on with God. And, and there might be some of you in this room right now that say, I just don't know all this, thing, all this stuff about God. Okay, neither did Mary. God used her mightily. And you might have questions about God and who he is and how he does stuff, but all you need to do is say, look, I'm going to commit to you, and what you say needs to happen in my life. Your will, your way is good enough for me. Let's try that. And I think you're going to be surprised at how God begins to take you on a life journey that might be very different than what you expected. It's a huge statement of faith. Can I say that and mean it? Can I say, I belong to you, God? There seems to be such a deep resolve in Mary and a peace in her about what she's saying. I typically, and I think most people in our culture say, God, I will serve you if you do this and this. I will follow you if you'll make this happen and that happen. God, if you'll just provide this, then I'll give you all my all. And it's all these ifs. And if you do this, I'll do all these conditions. And Mary just says, I'm yours. Here I am. I don't know if all this is going to happen, but may it happen to me like you said. I'm good with that. That's surrendering your life. That's trusting God when things don't go the way you want them to go. And for some reason, that's the point God keeps putting in my heart about this message. Is for those of you that are fighting an uphill battle right now saying, I didn't plan for this. This is not what I thought was going to happen in my life. This is not what I had dreamed. This, this isn't God's with you. 
Her resolve is very strong. What's your response? What will your voice say when you hear the voice of God? Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for just the power of moments like this where we can talk about this as we call this right here in our living room, where we talk about life, where we talk about you, we talk about your word. And right now we're simply talking about your voice, and I believe your voice is alive and well in this room right now. God talks to me, I feel impressions in my spirit. I feel actually like sometimes sentences that I don't think I'm making up. And they're not audible to me and sometimes not perfectly clear, but I know when his presence is shaping something in my will. I can feel it. Sometimes I feel conviction. Sometimes I feel so joyful and ecstatic that God loves me and I I'm humbled by just his presence in that moment. But whatever that is for you, right now I want you to just sense the presence of God. Let him just surround you. Let him come close to you. In your mind, just say, Lord, come. You're welcome in this place. I want you. I want to know your voice. I want to hear you speak to me. I believe you're journeying with me. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of your plan for my life. I give you my all. I want to pray for some of you, and I want to start, and this is going to take some real honesty on your part. I just want you to be honest. For those of you that feel confused and disturbed, maybe you don't right now in this room at this moment, but you're going through a season that feels confusing to you and disturbing to you for whatever, and you love God, you're trying to walk with God, but there's something that's bringing confusion and and it's disturbing. You're saying, "I, I want you to help bring clarity because I'm sold out, I'm in, but I'll, I just want to say a prayer over you, if that's you. Would you just slip up a hand if that kind of defines some of where you're at? Okay. Church, we've all probably been at this place. I certainly have. So let's really pray for these. Let's agree together. Let's lift our voice and talk t- to God. Lord, we pray in agreement as I lead us for brothers and sisters who, just like Mary, confusion, feeling that that awkwardness of being disturbed at what's going on in our lives. And it seems like we're trying to walk with you, but it just seems like if we were walking with you, things wouldn't be disturbing, but they are sometimes. So, so take this, in some cases, fear, this caution, these anxiety feelings, take these feelings and, and bring your peace to them. Even now, would you settle in around people's minds and hearts and wills? But you begin to comfort them to say, I am with you. I am taking you on a different path than what you know, but I am there. I'm with you every step. It's not what you planned, but I will not leave you. I'll never forsake you. Lord, let your peace settle in around their hearts right now. I trust you. I trust you. The second thing I felt prompted about praying with you about is this. For some of you, God is asking something of you that kind of troubles you. You really feel like God is is asking something of you you're not sure you can do. I don't even know what that would be. It's just like Mary is saying, I don't know about that. I'm a virgin. I don't think that's even possible. And, And yet she says, yes, Lord, your will, your way, I'll do it, your timing. So those of you that are going through some stuff that you say, I don't know exactly what this is about, 
but I think God might be asking me to step out in this area or to do this or befriend this person or whatever it is. And I'm going to just try to lean a little harder on him right now. And I need prayer. Hold up your hand if that's you. Okay. Lord, thank you. Once again, this is for clarity and guidance. I just pray that you will teach each of these to say yes to you, even not understanding the fullness of the plan, but to know that even if it troubles them, if you're asking this of them, you will prepare the way. They don't have to bust any doors down, but they can simply yield to you and trust you and walk with you. And don't let anxiety fill their heart, not for one moment. God, we trust you in this. Lastly, I just want to ask the question, if there's anyone here who wants to trust God in this room, you say, I don't, I'm not really a follower, but I, I want to trust him. I just, I just need to lay my life out there in a deeper level. In our lives with God, it's a journey. I have more faith now than I did 10 years ago, but I loved God and I was just as faithful to God 10 years ago. So you might be at a level two in your faith, but you can go to a level three tonight by just saying, God, I want that. Help me. I want to step forward. How many of you just feel like you need to lean forward in your faith and, and say, I'm going to trust God in this? God bless you. Okay. Lord, thank you for your strength, your character, your integrity, and your voice. The voice of God that speaks to us, sometimes through the work of the Spirit, in Mary's case, an angel. But thank you that you do communicate with us. Thank you, God. And thank you for the response of a, of a night like this when we simply say, we're yours. We're your kids. Your will, your way is all we need and all we want. And Lord, for maybe that one or ten in this room that doesn't even know you personally, they've never even prayed a prayer that invites you into their life, would you help them right now to make a resolve to follow you? If you know that's you, just say it under your breath, right where you are seated. Lord, forgive me of my sin. I come to you in faith. I believe it. I believe you died for my sin. I believe you rose from the dead, and I give you my future. Just say it right where you are. Trust him. Trust him. That's what faith is, and, and that's what's birthed in us. And we are made a new creation in that moment. And then you start that journey with God, and you'll begin to hear his voice. You'll begin to learn his voice and trust that discernment of the Spirit is the leading of God. We love you, Lord. We give you these things. Glory be to your name. And thank you for the voice of Gabriel. And thank you for the voice of Mary. And thank you, God, that you still speak to us today. In your name. And everyone said, amen. Thanks, you guys. Great job. Oh, that's fun. Our prayer team, would you guys come right now and be available? If you want to spend a little more time in prayer, that's why they're here. And they'd love to just pray with you about whatever need it is tables in the mall, helping us for Christmas Eve, all the stuff you can choose. But most of all, remember, the service starts now. Let's go make a difference. God bless you. Thanks for being here. Listen for the voice of